welcome to another, I don't even, I don't, oh, shut up, phone. I don't, I don't know if you can call this another rant today, because I'm actually going to talk about something that doesn't piss me off, which I know most people come here for that if you do listen to me, you listen to me because I get pissed off and I rant about shit. Well, today we're going to talk about something that, you know what, if you don't like it, you can tune off right now, I completely understand. Uh, We're going to talk about religion. And here's the thing, okay? I believe... And this is why I'm like, if you don't want to hear about it, you know, you can tune off right now. It's cool. I believe religion is something that's personal to everybody. It's something that, you know, it shouldn't be shoved in other people's faces. It shouldn't be shoved down people's throats. It shouldn't be, uh, you know, like uh, times have changed. Like, uh, and actually, I never really got the whole point. Like, it's been over a been a couple hundred years since like the like if you go by Christianity since the word of God has been spread across you know the world so it's like alright people don't need to be up on soapboxes anymore telling people they need to repent or they're going to go to hell they don't they don't need that anymore everybody knows the message is there like um, growing up my uh, mom who was very very religious um you just give me crap a lot because I would, you know, have friends that were, you know, what, what she considered not morally good people. You know, it's like, I don't know why you hang out with those people. They don't, they don't share your faith. It's like, well, they're my friends. And later on, it all made sense because like in certain cases, you know, I was there just the right time to say just the right thing to kind of keep them, push them back from the edge, you know. You know, I probably saved, I can't, I'm not going to say it, I actually saved somebody's life, but I probably steered them away from, a couple people away from suicide in my time. And if I had not been there to try to give them a little bit of hope and perspective based on my religious upbringing, you know, I mean, who knows, you know, just put it that way. So I think that's a better, that's my attitude to have about it. You stay quiet about it until someone asks a question or you know, you find someone else that just happens to, to share your stuff and you guys can talk about it. And there's a few things that I like to do, uh, when it comes to religion, I like to do a few things, uh, for like, uh, Oh, hold on. It's probably not really good to do this podcast while I'm driving, but you know what, whatever, fuck it. I do it enough. Anyway. There's a few things I like to do when it comes to religion. I like to uh, I like to take the old stories uh, from the Bible and actually like throw a scientific twist on them, kind of almost almost a sci-fi type of twist on some of them. It's kind of cool. I kind of like it. You know, it's okay. You don't have to. Anyway, damn it, my cigarette went out. Hold on. So. To be more specific about how I believe, first off, I believe there is a God. I believe that there's somebody that's pulled the, th- pulled the strings. As far as pure specifics, you know, for all I know, 
he could have snapped his fingers, the Big Bang happened, millions of years of universal evolution, and then the evolution happened on the planet, and all of a sudden he just snapped his fingers again, and all of a sudden Neanderthals had fucking souls. I don't know. It could have been any number of different ways that things happened. You know, and I'm not, uh, I don't prescribe to just one. I would prefer to think that we, you know, we, we're not just a bunch of smart monkeys, but I mean, hell, you know, stranger things have happened. That's the nature of the, of the world. So, I don't really, I don't, I would say the closest prescription I have as far as like doctrines I follow would be the Christian doctrine. And I say that very loosely. And the reason I say that, and some people have made the point. Actually, recently, I was listening to one of the lectures from uh, Jordan Peterson, and he was saying, you know, acting, you know, if you act like uh, as if God exists, that's, that's what belief actually is. Because if there's a God that could snuff you out of existence in a heartbeat or condemn you to an eternal damnation in the fiery pits of hell, you should be bloody well freaking terrified of that shit. And there's not that many people that seem terrified of that. Um, so. But that's probably the closest I, I would say. It's like I would, I would go with that. I've studied, I've studied other religions. And, you know, whether it be moral systems or whatever. And I still say that I, pro- I will... I think the closest to reality that we're going to have as far as how we should, uh, how I think that I live my life and how people should, the happiest way people should live their lives is, is, um, by the teachings of the Bible. But I will give this caveat. I see things because every time you read through the Bible, you end up getting something else from it. Right. And something interesting happened and don't get me wrong. It's been years since years since I've actually read through it all the way. You know, uh, life happens, you know, that's just the nature of things. Uh, I'm not a big fan of organized religion. Like I believe you, you know, one or two people, you know, if you sit there and talk about it, that's cool for you to build your faith up. But I'm not a big fan of churches. I'm not a big fan of all that because just like any other ideology that's been on the planet, whether it be, uh, whether it be religion-oriented or just ideology-oriented, um, it can be manipulated and used to corrupt and to pit people against each other, and I don't think that's right. You know, I think that there should never be a... There never should be a... Uh, somebody that's on the moral high ground, per se... Everyone should be on the shore trying to get uh, help pull people to shore that are screaming for help. You know, there should never be a high ground. It should just be, you know, come on, get up on, on land, get up on your two feet. But the last time reading through it, I remember this very vividly. Uh, something occurred to me that was a little, a little strange. Uh, generally speaking, most of the weird oddities and things that happen in the Bible, um, stories that are told about how we should uh, act to each other, like the weird things, like 
wearing two two different uh, threads of cloth, or you know, or not eating uh, uh, shellfish or something like that because it's unclean food, or you shouldn't touch uh, a dead pig's skin because it makes you unclean, stuff like that. Um, you know, that was all Old Testament stuff. And I might be completely off base here. So, just kind of go with it for right now. But the, the thing that I got that was interesting to me is that if you read, if you read the Old Testament from the perspective of, okay, a kid made an ant farm. He, he only has a couple ants. He wants those ants to propagate. He wants them to keep going and live a very long, prosperous life. He doesn't want them to get sick. He doesn't want them to die. He, you know, just uh, ride it out and populate the ant farm. You know, that's what I want you to do. And keeping in that way of thinking, or keeping to that way of thinking, um, yeah, I completely understand why all those little stupid rules were in there most of them. Some of them are still, I just don't get, maybe it's something I'm missing, but like, you know, if you don't cook seafood right, you can get sick. You know, if a pig dies and you, and you're, you know, touching the skin, pigs are dirty damn animals. You can get all kinds of diseases from that. But people back then didn't know that, you know, a lot of the little things like that were rules handed down just to keep people alive and not to spread disease or, you know, whatever. So I kind of get that. Even the whole, you know, uh, don't let, you know, uh, homo, uh, gays and lesbians being bad. Even all that. I kind of get that because you want people to propagate. You want people to fill your ant farm. You know? The funny thing is, is that to, to the best of my knowledge, to the best of my knowledge, and like I said, I might be wrong, but this is actually, I think, a better way to going forward to live life, and this is how I live my life, and this is how perfectly fine. My thought process is, is basically, Jesus came, he gave us a good example of how to live, and said, uh, yeah, be excellent to, excellent to each other, peace out, bitches, and he left. Now... Everything from before then, except for the Ten Commandments that were inscribed in stone, right? It's like a metaphorical thing, like, hey, this is written in stone, which means it's not supposed to change, like, ever, right? Everything before that, just throw it out, you know? Just like after after he came and died, he was a sacrifice for us, we didn't have to sacrifice for him anymore. So, honestly, and this is anecdotal because of my personal experience with, you know, friends I've had over the years that, you know, or, you know, I've had some of my best friends growing up were lesbians and they were good people. There were nothing wrong with them. They were regular old people. They had good hearts. They were empathetic. You know, they, they were very traditional. Some of them were very traditional. Um, you know, no big deal. You know, they were perfectly fine. Uh, humans, and it's. I honestly think that once he did that, it washed all those other rules and stipulations away. Because I mean, it's really a, it's a, a complete or an all, uh, 
all or nothing type of thing. It's either you follow all the rules or none of them. And if you're going to follow all the rules of the Old Testament, oh, there's going to be some bad shit happening. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, I'm not talking about like the, uh, you know, sell, selling your son into slavery or selling your daughter to for the highest bidder or stuff like that. A lot of those stories um, were stories about how people treated each other then anyway. It wasn't about whether God sanctioned it or not. And the times that God did, it was to teach a lesson uh, to somebody or just to teach us a lesson through the story. Because a lot of the stories are actually stories. I don't think many of them actually happened. And I know that's going to be sound weird, but, you know, there's there's a lot of symbolism in, in most of them. Uh, good rules for life, things to things to take with you from time to time, uh, reasons why you do the things you do. It's, there's a lot of psychology in those stories that get to the root of how we are as humans, how we act to each other as humans. And they're very deep. They're on very deep levels, you know? And so... There was a question posed, and it's some old philosophy um, premise that got me thinking. And this is part of the reason why I got this on this... uh, started making this episode... So, the idea is, where does morality come from? Like, does is something moral and good and just because God says it is? Or does God say it's moral or, or that's moral and just because it just is? And the premise is a weird one. It's like, is, it's like the chicken or the egg kind of circular thing over and over and over again. But more of the point, it starts falling apart if you take the belief in the existence of a God out of the equation. Like, is that way of living still a morally right? Well, I think I kind of figured out the best way to answer the first part of it. Is that something being objectively right or moral I guess you could say it's because God said it was. Because in essence, when he spoke he spoke the universe into existence, he designed everything this way. You know, people talk about you know, I guess I guess something to keep in mind, I guess always is like I think back to uh, a theology class I took in my high school years. And it was an interest. It was an interesting class because it talked about all the like. It basically described God as a, as a super super superhero, and like all the different powers he had. And through the studies of it, you learn that you know he's omnipresent. And part of the omnipresence is he exists in every moment in time at the same time. So, realistically, within the context of if there was a God that made the universe, he made it all at once. He spoke and it all, everything came into being. Every moment from the beginning of time to the end of time has already played out. 
He spoke and it all happened. Which means he designed everything. Every single thing. Even how society... Even how... Like the core tenets of how we should live as far as like what our rights should be. Whether or not something should be moral or not. Everything was designed to a T. And you know, you might say, it's like, well, that's, that's horrible because there's all kinds of injustices and bad things that happen in the world. Yeah, yeah. There is all kinds of injustice and bad things that happen in the world. But part of that, and here's the other weird bit, right? Part of that comes from the Garden of Eden. Because part of learning, part of that tree of knowledge that we took a bite, a bite of the apple out of, right? Part of gaining consciousness is which which I was what I believe happened. I believe something there could have been a mushroom. I don't know that uh, made us develop develop consciousness or sparked that spark of souls within us. Not only made us super aware of of ourselves, self conscious. You know, obviously they wanted to cover themselves up, but it also also made us super aware of what we could do to each other, how we can hurt each other, because we know what can hurt us. That's where that knowledge of evil comes in, you know? So, I don't know, I think that that's that's an important thing to keep in mind. We created the evil of the world, in essence, by just existing and having our consciousness, if that makes any sense. That's our responsibility. And it's a shitty burden to bear, I guess. But, hey, it's just a weird thing. So let, let me let me digress a little bit here. So when I was talking about what I like to do with Bible stories, is kind of like throw a sci-fi twist on them or whatever. Y'all remember the movie Stargate or the series thereafter and all that? Here's what I thought was kind of cool. If you read Genesis... After Adam and Eve eat the apple and they screw up and God's like, Get out! Out! He says it places an angel at the gates to to Eden to keep them out. This is like 6, 7,000, 8,000, 9,000, 10,000 B.C. Who invented gates? Who invented gates? Now, there's a reason why I even bring this up, right? So... Eden, as described in the Bible, in Genesis, was a paradise, right? Um, everything was a little different, even down to the fact that, you know, we named, you know, or uh, animals could communicate with us, right? And some people, some, uh, some people I've heard before say, well, maybe we could talk to animals because we could use 100% of our brains back then. Well, I mean, realistically, we, we pretty much do use most of our brains. We just don't use it all at once. You know, certain areas light up for certain different things. So I don't think that's what it was. Um, I don't know. I think it would be a cooler idea because I thought about it before, right? I thought about, I've had this thought process that, you know, I honestly think, because the whole thing that my mom always told me growing up is like, God always knows what's going to happen. He knows what you're going to do before you're you're even born. So obviously he would know that Adam and Eve were going to eat the apple. So he put it there for a reason. 
But I wholeheartedly believe that he also gave us an opportunity to transcend that. He gave us an option. If nothing else, to be able to stare up at it and think, damn, we could have had that. I honestly think he made the whole universe. Because bear in mind, before we ate the apple, we were, and maybe this was just a, maybe, and I'm trying to lean toward this was more of a uh, uh, metaphor. We were supposed to live forever, physically. Our bodies weren't supposed to die. Now, honestly, I think maybe that was a, that was the point because once we ate the apple, we also gained the knowledge of our mortality. We know we understood that we were going to die eventually, no matter what happened to us, we were going to die. So I think that's part of it because we never thought we were going to die beforehand. But, but, um, you know, eventually, even if that was the case, even if we still died naturally and we didn't realize it, eventually we would run out of room on the planet. Eventually, we would need to move on. And especially if, you know, we didn't eat the apple and we just walked with God for the rest of eternity, well, I would say the universe would be our playground. So we would be able to jump and from planet to planet, have a good old time. Space travel would be something figured out a lot faster than it probably was. Like, that's just my theories of it, I guess. Because God was right there. You could just ask him, hey, how does this work? How does gravity work? Can we, like, get around this thing somehow? You know, I mean, you could figure it out. Now, my thought process is, is if he had already set up the whole universe for us as a playground, big old ant farm, until we learned how to fly in space how would we get from planet to planet that's where I think the gate thing comes in that's where I think there was some type of some type of teleportation or bend in reality or bend in space between like some type of gate between the Middle East where the Garden Eden supposedly was because here's the thing too here's the thing too right if Eden was such a utopia in paradise why in the hell would it only be like 30 miles square in the middle of the Middle East you know you know because eventually if we didn't eat that apple we'd outgrow that pretty fast and then we'd be stuck on the rest of the planet which wasn't so that wasn't so great back then so I think I think Eden was actually a different planet and we got kicked out to this one Because even the even the atmosphere was different, described in Genesis. There was no rain. It would just slowly the fog would come in and the dew would rest on all the plants and the plants would get nourished, nourished that way. There was no rain. There's clear skies all the time. You know, that that sounds kind of like a different planet. I'm just just throwing it out there. But anyway. You know, it's all kinds of little things like that. That's just, it's just fun to think about, you know? It's like how different reality could have been. But then that also goes to the point of fact, too. It's like, did, did he give us, did he still make, what did he do with the playground? Is it all just empty space just sitting there? Like, what did he do with it? And then you see, like, there's modern 
like interpretations of what angels would actually look like, and they all look strangely like UFOs. Weird. Weird. But going back, I gotta digress again because I don't even think I finished. Well, no, I did. I did. God created everything. So he created the reality in which our morality system works. And he created the reality in which we'd have to use our moral systems. So they're of him. It's not really a matter of one way or another. If if nothing else, the stories in the Bible on a psychiatric level show us exactly how important uh, just treating each other in the best ways possible, you know, obviously don't kill, kill people, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, you know, don't bang your neighbor's wife, you know, simple things like that, that, you know, if you follow, you're going to have a decent time at living. It's not going to be that bad for you. You know, things like that, things like that are important. And even if you've never heard of God and you figure that out on your own, which trust me, there's been people that have, obviously. I mean, half a religion is, it's just people sitting around watching how we interact with each other and saying, hey, that part worked pretty good. Let's do that on a regular basis. And let me make up something that makes everyone do it on a regular basis. So it's important. Stuff like that is really important. But either way, I suppose I've been jabbering long enough. I'm not going to put an ad in this episode. This was just me bantering and, I guess, uh, well, I always banter. But I guess this is just me trying to enlighten people. And I don't mean enlighten like, oh, this is the way you should live forever. Oh, no, I don't care about that. I like being able to expand people's minds, you know, because, I mean, the Catholic Church, man, they really did a number on religion, like, they they really, if you're talking about, like, giving people a bad name, giving a a religion a bad name, Catholic Church fucking did it, dude, like, seriously, how many people don't even trust it anymore because of how the Catholics did, did it dirty back in the day, how many holy wars were fought? You know, like, oh, the population's illiterate, so we're just going to say the Bible says this. You know, it's stupid stuff like that. That's why people don't trust it. People don't like it. Part of the reason, anyway. That's part of the reason why I just don't get down with with organized religion. I got friends that'll sit there and say, oh, religion's responsible for all the wars in history. I'm like, uh, two names, Hitler and Stalin. Actually, no, three three names. Mao, all three of them. None of them believed in a, in in, a, in God. None of them had a religion. They had ideologies, and they those three those three were responsible for more death than damn near anything else. All right. As far as impact on the planet goes, what's that dude's name? The Hut, not the Hut. Um, I'm thinking Star Wars, Jabba the Hutt. No, the guy uh, from Mongolia, uh, Genghis Khan. Yeah, he probably did the most impact, but I don't even know if he did it for a religious reason. 
I just remember hearing a blurb that, you know, he killed so many people, he lowered the carbon footprint on the planet. Like, the, the temperature went down by a couple degrees or something like that because he killed so many people. Like, that's ridiculous. That's, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. No, I mean, that, that, uh, I mean, that's just, that's, that's something to think about anyway. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think, honestly, if you, if you have a mind about you and you have enough, if you're, if you're good enough in your faith that you at least believe that God exists, honestly, you don't need an organized religion to tell you what to think or how to feel just you'll figure it out on your own and that's the important bit you need to be able to figure it out on your own if you can do that you're fine which I think most people can but anyway I am almost home from work here so uh, I'm going to get off probably go have a couple beers and stuff you all have a good night and uh, yeah Take it easy. Peace.